0: Louis Elbow communicated through song. Messages to him were a combination of words and rhythm, pace and moment. As a result, on the evening of November twenty-fourth, 1898, a time that should have elicited sheer joy and revelry, Elbow turned introspective, and the 21-year-old was prompted to pen a new fight song for his school. The University of Michigan football team's last-minute 12 to 11 victory at the University of Chicago spurred Elbel and his fellow students who made the trip west into the streets in celebration, singing a hot time in the old town. A student in the University School of Music, Elbow sensed conflict between his ears and heart. He felt the song did not justify the magnitude of the victory, which sealed Michigan's first undefeated season in more than a decade, and the first time the team had ever won ten games in a season. After spending the night at his family's home in South Bend, Indiana, Elbow boarded a train Sunday morning back to Ann Arbor, intent on rewriting history. When his train arrived, the victors, that toe-tapping hymn juxtaposing soft verses with the thundering refrain of Hail in the chorus, was complete. Elbow had his masterpiece. Michigan had its identity. The song proved to be as prophetic as it was reflective. No NCAA football team has won more games, or a higher percentage of them, than Michigan. Starting with a one-to-nothing triumph at Racine College on May thirtieth, 1879, continuing through Fielding Yost's point-a-minute teams that highlighted the Michigan program during the first quarter of the 20th century, to the introduction of the school's distinctive winged helmet by coach Fritz Chrysler in 1938, to the 1969 arrival and 21-season coaching tenure of Bo Schambechler, to the Lloyd Carr-led 1997 national championship team, Michigan maintained an edge as the school, the game of football, and American culture each evolved. The winner of the first Rose Bowl, the first bowl game period, in 1902, the resident of the stadium with the largest seating capacity in America, Michigan Stadium, has housed as many as 114,804 on a single Saturday, the team that featured the first defensive player to win the Heisman Trophy, Charles Woodson in 1997, Michigan has stayed ahead by simultaneously adapting, while adhering to tradition, be it their values or entities. The leaders and best, as Elbow touted his school in the chorus, seems appropriate on many levels. It is also a very high standard to maintain. Michigan sought superior players, and those who thought they could play for the Wolverines felt so only because they proved superior prior to their arrival. But to be the best among the best— That cannot happen for everyone who straps on the winged helmet and calls the big house home. This book features 50 players who were leaders and helped Michigan stay among the best throughout the program's illustrious history. Champions are not sustained by individual standouts, sacrifice and humility, whether they involve accepting a lower profile, overcoming injury or personal conflict, or realizing the value of a championship in relation to that of a touchdown, are central characteristics of these players. They helped provide the foundation of so many of those title-winning teams, 42 Conference and 11 National. They were the inspiration for Beckler's celebrated pep talk from 1983, which includes the oft-quoted sequence, No man is more important than the team. No coach is more important than the team. The team, the team, the team. Such feelings of pride, confidence, and accomplishment are contagious, which is why it is not uncommon for family bloodlines to flow toward Ann Arbor. One of the greatest feelings in the world, said Bill Colasar, who suffered a career-ending knee injury early in his senior season in 1955, is seeing your son play at your alma mater. You're on top of the world, especially if he does well.